0: Today? to it is Wednesday my news this is gonna be It's spooky season, boys and girls. As I drive through my charming southern plantation subdivision, it is uh, turned into a bunch of separate graveyards infested with giant 15-foot skeletons, humongous spiders. The smell of pumpkin spice permeates the air, and inflatable creatures of all sorts are in full effect if you look at our house that I live at nothing not a tombstone not a witch not a spider not even a happy Halloween sign because I mean who has the time for all that apparently everybody else around me that's that's the answer to the question everybody else uh Actually, uh, our friends down the street, our neighbors, uh, have a giant Pennywise with a homemade Timmy mannequin, uh, which looks very real, by the way, and and a little red balloon it's holding. Um, It it gives you the feeling as you drive by, Timmy's about to get snatched. Um, Last year, a house down the street uh, transformed their, their house into a crime scene, like the whole front yard. There was a police car, there was police tape all over the place, Uh, Caution do not enter all that dead bodies on the yard and he came to the door dressed as Michael Myers. It was impressive Um, So what am I trying to say trying to say people do it up big for Halloween here Uh, It's it's different animal compared to Illinois now in Illinois It's much colder in October and I remember quite a few Halloween snow on the ground. So Cold weather and snow will reduce your uh, willingness to decorate and do it up big. For sure. It's going to happen. And I'm not even saying I'm for or against any big Halloween celebrations. I mean, I take my kids out trick-or-treating every year, and I love it. Uh, Lola doesn't go out for long. I'm about to sneeze. It's going away. It's passing. It was a tease sneeze. You ever have a tease, sneeze? I just did. Whew, I think I'm better now. Anyways, uh, I take my kids out. it doesn't go very long. Usually, uh, at the most, about a half hour. Gianna on the other end wants to get out and get as much candy as possible. She wants to start the moment it is acceptable to trick or treat. When they say trick or treating is from like four to whatever, she's there at the first door at four o'clock. Um, and, and I'm like, look, we're going out this early. There's a lot of people aren't even home from work. And she's like, we're going. So then we have to backtrack. It's a whole thing. And she wants to stay out past the time you're supposed to. Um, And by the end of the night, my feet are killing me um, from walking 500 miles. But for me, I just like being outside, walking in this mild temperature, seeing people happy and kids having fun. This year, however, Things are going to be much different. And see, last year we had a bit of an incident, and, and Lola had a really rough Halloween. She had a lot of it, and um, she has a lot of anxiety and fear about it this year. She thinks something bad could happen this year. So if for the longest time, she's like, I'm not, she didn't want to have anything to do with Halloween. She didn't want to get a costume. She didn't want to watch anything Halloween. She didn't want anybody to talk about Halloween. She didn't want pumpkins, nothing. And eventually she's, she's come around to be like, all right, I'll go to a few houses. And she did get a costume. However, the costume she wanted is more for dance than um, Halloween. I know what she's up to. She's trying to be slick, but I know. But um, so uh, she said uh, she'll go to like four houses, then right back home. She's still a little bit nervous about it. Now, my oldest, Gianna, dropped a bomb on me the other day. Uh, she had been saying that this was going to be the last time me and her would be able to go out trick-or-treating because she was going to be too old next year. This is her last year. And just the other day she came home and um, she told me she accepted a shift at Publix on Halloween during trick-or-treat hours. I said, can you please remove the knife from my back that you just stuck in there? And I'm like, what about... The candy what about our time what about tradition and guess what she didn't seem to care which hurt all the more then then she goes she then, like a couple hours later she was like um, hey can you go to the haunted trail Berkeley High School is gonna be having putting on and I'm like uh, I don't like haunted houses haunted trails haunted anything I don't want to go somewhere to be scared and have a bunch of people uh try to frighten me doesn't sound fun at all and she's like but i need an adult with me and i'm like look here's the thing i've seen plenty of scary movies where someone sneaks into a haunted house and uh, and they're a real killer and they start murdering people And everybody just finds it hilarious well this is a really good uh, haunted house look at how real this looks it's because it is real people they're murdering they're butchering people in front of your face and you could be the next just like the old people say nothing good happens after 10 nothing good happens in a haunted house am I right I'm right and she's like dad that are those are movies and I'm like well uh, it's not real but could be things could happen I don't like taking my chances. Not gonna gamble like that. So, that's... So we're having a disappointing Halloween coming up. I, I, I do have Lola to take to a few houses. But then what? But then what? I'm like, am I just gonna wander around the neighborhood in my Mandalorian helmet? Aimlessly? Like some sort of creep? Maybe. I just might. Or do I stay in the house and hand out candy? Ugh, I've never been that guy. I don't want to be that guy. That's why, uh, I, I don't it just seems, it's its weird. Like, I don't want to sit at home handing out candy. I want to be out with the people mixing it up, having a good time. But speaking of uh, my Mandalorian helmet, I've been getting my use out of it uh, already. And obviously, I did the whole entire podcast last Saturday with it on, which... I know it affected the sound, so that's why I opted to take it off and not do it for the rest of my life with all my devos in it. Although it could be, if I figure out a way to mic it, it could be the thing that sets me apart from everybody else, getting a devo from the Mandalorian. It's still on the table, I'm just saying that. Uh, But... um, i realized i would have been a very bad mandalorian because i took it off so quickly because i mean it gets hot in there the screen fogs up uh, it's super heavy although that's what's cool about it because it's real hot, you know but I'm, I'm just i'm such a mandalorian disappointment i did drive home from church with it on with the top down in the car Uh, Gian was like she was with me and she's like really dad and I'm like yeah, really. This is how I roll now Top-down Mando helmet on. Let's go Surprisingly enough you can see pretty well out of it. I Haven't tested it in the low light situations though as it does have the tinted screen So I may not be able to see much on Halloween night, but we shall see All right, anyways Since we're in the spooky season, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, let's get into some scripture that deals with some darkness, some demons, and possession. Anyways, so today we're going to be reading from Acts chapter 19. By the way, the title of this bit of scripture in the Bible itself, where I read it, is called Demonism Defeated at Ephesus. I mean, if that doesn't hook you, you know, what I'm saying is spooky. All right, we're going to take this, I'm also going to take this chunk by chunk. It's not a huge amount of uh, scripture we're going to read, but I want to go part by part, kind of explain some things. All right, so Acts 19, 11 through 19, we're going to start verse 11. God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands, so that even face cloths or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Okay, so the first thing that I want to point out is this. Uh, as I mentioned last week when I talked about, uh, when we read from Acts, uh, it was written by Luke, who was a physician, which means he's going to be writing down things um, more analytically, more fact-based, in, in a non-emotional state. Uh, so... So it says that the face cloths and aprons that had touched Paul's skins were used to heal the sick and cast out evil spirits, which is amazing. But the most important part of that is Luke doesn't say Paul was doing this. He says God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands. So he's not giving Paul the credit. He's just... uh, Paul is not healing and casting out spirits on his own, and Luke is not saying Paul is doing it. Uh, It's only the Lord who can do these things, but God was using Paul as a sort of vessel to perform these miracles, and even the cloth and aprons that they used would, God's presence was in it, and anything that touched Paul that God was working through was doing these things, so it was amazing. So, first bit of it Paul is not doing these things God is doing it through Paul. All right, verse 13. Now some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists Now some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Okay. So, now these Jewish exorcists hear about it and I don't know Maybe they see Paul doing these things. I would assume these exorcists probably not having much luck because, uh, number one, they don't actually believe in Jesus or that he is God. Uh, Number two, they've been listening to what the Pharisees and scribes have been saying about Jesus and his followers, condemning them, saying that they were wrong. There was a lot going on, so they are believing that. And number three, they have been doing these exorcisms their way for a long time. And why change? Although I can't imagine they were working. But, I don't know. I wasn't there. So they, we have a bunch of factors uh, of these high priests. You know, these, these um, people doing these exorcisms using Jesus' name when they don't actually believe in it. Now, verse 14 and 15. The seven sons of Siva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus... And I recognize Paul, but who are you? Now, we get to the high priest and his boys. They all came to a man with an evil spirit in him. And they command the spirit out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Now, what I like about this is the evil spirit knows exactly who Jesus is, and knows exactly who Paul is. And it also knows these men, including the priest, don't actually believe what they are saying. Obviously in verse 13 when it says Jesus that Paul preaches means that they don't know Jesus and they've only heard about the results of the things that have happened using his name. So why should an evil spirit do anything that some unbeliever is saying to them? Spoiler alert, it doesn't. So let's continue reading. Verse 16. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all, and prevailed against them, so that they ran out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. Okay, now, if I was Paul when these miracles were happening, and God's using me to do these things, and and I saw some priests go into a house to exercise a demon from a man. And then shortly after I saw them run out beaten and naked. I'd have been like, all right, everybody gather around. Do you see these clowns over here? Like, come on, really? Uh, and, and they probably would have killed and said, but we use the name of Jesus whom you preached. And I would have said, yes, but you don't believe it. How can you expect a God you don't actually believe in to help you, to perform a miracle by your hands? You can't. You see, the name of Jesus is powerful. The evil spirits have no choice but to obey at the sound of it when you look at other scriptures, such as uh, Mark one 23 through 23-27, where it says, Just then a man with an unclean spirit was in their synagogue. He cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent come out of him. And the unclean spirit threw him into convulsions, shouted with a loud voice, and came out of him. They were all amazed, and so began to ask each other, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Now, that same account that that I just read is also in Luke 4, 33-36, so you might want to check that out too. Uh, But then we go to Mark 5, 2 through 13, and it said, As soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came to the tombs and met him. He lived in the tombs, and no one was able to restrain him anymore, not even with chain, because he often had been bound with shackles and chains, but had torn the chains apart and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran down and knelt down before him. And he cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you before God, don't torment me. For he had told him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? he asked. My name is Legion, he answered him, because we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the region. A large herd of pigs was there feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him, Send us to the pigs so that we may enter them. So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned there. So in reading those scriptures, we see the power of Christ's name. We see the evil spirits, the demons, obey whatever they are told in Jesus' name. Now, I specifically like it when the evil demons say, don't torment me, which is like, I guess it's not really that surprising because demons are the worst, right? Am I right? Demons are the worst. Uh, you ever had, like, one of those friends that wants to, like, tease you and jab you and, and like, you know, kind of mess around like that, but the moment you turn it back on them and you start teasing them and they can't take it and they're all butthurt about it? Ugh. I've had a few of those friends, trust me. It's, a, like, a poor character quality. And it makes sense that demons... Also, have poor character qualities. I'd be like, Am I here to torment you? Isn't that what you do 24 7? And maybe the demons would be like, Well, yeah, but it's my job. We're demons. Hello. And I'd be like, Well, prepare to be tormented, losers. Not sure uh, there's any scripture where Jesus calls anyone a loser, even if it is a demon. But, anyways, here we go. Back to scripture. Where we're going through acts okay so the high priest and his men were using jesus name to cast out evil spirits but end up getting punked beaten stripped naked running out of the house in fear so we know that Jesus' name has the power to make evil spirits obey however the demon quickly realized that the seven men had no relationship with the lord and therefore had no real power the demon overcame all seven men easily now We can learn something from this. Whenever people use the name of God for their own sinful purposes, they often find themselves like the seven sons of Siva, overpowered, humiliated, and wounded. Because God will never honor such conduct, and we must never use the Lord's name for selfish gain. In Exodus 27, it says, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished, unpunished who misuses his name. So let's read what happens next. This is after the sons of Siva came out running naked and wounded. All right, so we're going to go to verse 17. When this became known to everyone who lived there in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid. and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. And many who had come believers... Came confessing and disclosing their practices, while many of those who had practiced magic collected their books and burnt them in front of everyone. So they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. Now, I love this because our God is so amazing that He uses sinful people and sinful acts to proclaim His goodness and His power. So these seven men who were using Jesus' name in a sinful manner who didn't believe in Jesus, pretty much promoted his truth and power to everyone in Ephesus. I mean, the word was getting around from what was happening through Paul. But when the high priest and his men were humiliated by their failure, when they proclaimed that the evil spirit recognized Jesus and Paul, it spread like wildfire. Then there were people who started believing started confessing their sins and confessing their practices in front of everyone and giving themselves to the Lord. The people who were practicing magic and witchcraft burned their books in public and accepted Jesus as God. So Paul was doing what Jesus wanted him to do and was making progress. Yet God decided to use these sinful, fake exorcists, these highly regarded public figures... Who have been leading them astray by the way to really expand his kingdom and i think that is awesome and i'm glad that we have a god that uses all things to glorify his name and it isn't just up to us to make things happen because if it's up to us i mean we would do not a great job would do all right maybe i don't know without god's help we're, we're done um so Our God loves us so much that he will use awful things, terrible circumstances, and unbelievers to also expand his kingdom, which is fantastic, right? So I'm going to ask you, if you found this to be a good listen today, please share it with someone or a lot of people. Send it out to everybody. That's all I'm saying. Available on all podcasting streaming services, also on YouTube Facebook, uh, follow me. It's underscore pastor underscore Adam on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, have a good week and I will see you next time.